Coming up on today's show, we're going to play the game of risk, but the retirement version. The best part is you can play along. All that and more starting right now on Retire Smart Maryland Radio. Welcome in to Retire Smart Maryland Radio with Prashant Savapathy. Welcome into Retire Smart Maryland Radio. Your host is Prashant Samupathy. You can find him at Elite Income Advisors. He's an independent fiduciary. He is also a published author, a couple of books to his credit, Fiscal Health, Retirement Wealth, and Retire Abundantly. Great resource website. You can find out more about the books. And, of course, Prashant and Elite Income Advisors, Retire maryland.com that's retiremaryland.com i'm morgan patrick consumer advocate each and every week we hit the retirement topics and we also give you an opportunity you know to ask questions about your own retirement situation and better yet we have appointments available with prashant and elite income advisors there are 10 of them we start each show with 10 and they they go pretty quickly so when we open them up Grab one of those appointments, no cost, no obligation, no pressure. So some folks may, in fact, have a high tolerance for risk. So we're going to talk about it. But their capacity for risk, however, it might be a lot lower. Some people get so caught up in accumulating money because that's what we're taught to do, right? Save, 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 that we forget to protect what we have as we approach retirement. So what kind of questions do you ask folks when you sit down, Prashant, for that comprehensive review to determine factors like risk tolerance? Are you adverse to the risk? I mean, what kind of questions do you ask? Well, why don't I kind of turn the tables here? Why don't we do something a little bit different? Let's turn the tables and let's ask you some questions, Morgan. Oh. And I think the listeners can kind of listen and play along. Okay. And I think it'll just be something different that gives folks a taste of some of the questions that you should be getting asked by your retirement advisor. What, what do you think about that? Okay, I like it. I like it. The listeners and me against Prashant. <laughs> It's 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 okay. one on one. Okay, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. What question do you have? Let's do it. So look, I think that when it comes down to taking risk, like what you were talking about, I think the first question is going to be, what kind of investor do you actually consider yourself to be? So let's go through the three different options. Let's go through things like conservative, someone who has a lower risk tolerance, and your goal is going to okay. be more preserving capital. Mm -hmm. Number two, moderate taking on a moderate level of risk for moderate levels of return. So uh, kind of living in the intermediate space in terms of volatility of your accounts. Got it. And then number three, a growth investor, someone who's willing to accept much more risk. And uh, that is in pursuit to seek higher returns. All right. So of my choices, conservative, moderate, or a little bit more risk in there, I'm going to go because I'm in my mid fifties, I'm going to fall into that moderate category. Uh, I'm going to take moderate okay. risk for moderate returns. That's kind of where I feel most comfortable, you know, just where I am with my time horizon. Okay. And and here's here's kind of the follow-up to that because we, we, I'm sure we have radio listeners that are at a very similar point as you are. We probably have some listeners that are even into retirement, maybe in their mid-60s. Uh, we might have some younger folks as well who are uh, in maybe the mid-40s who are still in that growth phase of life. I think uh, regardless of where you stand, I'll ask you another question here. Okay. And that is not just what type of investor you consider yourself to be conservative, moderate, or, or growth, but really how much money could you lose if 
you know, before you started to feel uncomfortable, right? So on whatever you have saved for retirement, how much money could you lose before you start to feel uncomfortable? Is it closer to 5%? Is it closer to 20%? Is it closer to 50%? Right now, I would say, I would say 50%. I mean, if, if I lost half, I think I've got enough time to recover. I would be uncomfortable at 50, 20, I would probably wait it out. Okay, gotcha. And so, you know, I think it's really interesting. These first two questions, I think, represent the issue with most big box retailers of financial advisors, right? And the reason I say that is because when we talked about conservative, moderate, aggressive, you said you were a moderate investor, right? And then when we quantify what meaning, um, what it is to actually be a moderate investor, what the definition of that is, you said you're comfortable taking a 50% downside. And so I think one of the issues that so many people face today is that they're actually not on the same page mm. with their advisor. The definition of moderate between you and your advisor could be totally different. And so if you're expecting to be in a moderate portfolio and that moderate portfolio has the ability to go down 20%, and that's what moderate means to you, but your advisor thinks that moderate means 40% or 50%, there's actually a huge risk delta there. Does that kind of make sense? It makes sense. It makes sense. I mean, I, mean, yeah. I, I want to be protected, but at the same time, you know, I feel like, you know, on my, you know, I guess my my scale of, you know, working all the way into retirement, I, I feel like I'm 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 pretty good, but I just don't want to be I mean, fifty percent would be it would be a lot. I would be concerned, but I would be more comfortable at that twenty percent rate. Yeah, and that and that makes sense. And that's a good kind of segue into the next question here because when we're talking through risk, one of the questions I always get is how do we actually accurately determine what anybody's risk tolerance is. And so let's go to our next question here is, let's say hypothetically, Morgan, the stock market were to fall by 20%, kind of like it did in 2022. If that were to happen again, and it were to go down by another 20%, what would you actually do with your money? I think you alluded to this, but let's go through it. If the market went down 20%, would you A, do nothing at all? B, would you wait a few months to determine what your next plan of action would be? Or number three, when we hit that 20% downside, would you sell your investments to get you to safety? All right. And and just based on, you know, where I am personally, uh, knowing what I have, knowing how much time I have, uh, I would kind of, I would hesitate a little bit. I would, I would wait a few months and then make a decision. I would not do anything knee jerk. Okay, gotcha. And so that that actually makes perfect sense because people who answered that they would most likely do nothing, those folks are maybe going to be deemed more of an aggressive investor. Folks like yourself, Morgan, who said that you'd wait a few months, kind of see what happens and then take your time to decide, those folks may be more of the moderate investor. And then folks who said that they would sell their investments ASAP to get to safety would be considered more of a conservative investor. And so what I think is really important here is that every single individual out there not only has an understanding of their tolerance for taking the risk, but they should also have a supreme understanding, in my opinion, of how much risk is actually built into the portfolio that they have, right? So what if I told you 
that let's say you have a million dollars and you say you're a moderate investor and to your point, you don't want to lose more than 20%. I mean, you could technically withstand that loss emotionally, but you really don't want to go below that 20% threshold. What if we were able to show you a report that showed you in a worst case scenario that the risk that's actually built into your portfolio was actually 35%, meaning your million dollars could go all the way down to 650,000 in a projected worst case scenario, uh, would that be a valuable piece of information to have before you actually get to retirement? What is the worst case scenario? Oh, absolutely valuable. Uh, Obviously, I'm I'm not allocated like I thought I was. So I, I need that information. Yeah, that's exactly right. Because what I will what I will say is that we meet with so many of our radio listeners and 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 folks every single week who indicate to me that they've worked really hard for their money, they're conservative investors, they're moderate investors. And then when we go in and do the deep dive into their portfolio, which will actually help to determine what their best and their worst case is, we're finding more and more that people are allocated so far outside of their risk profile. I've met with people just in the last two weeks who said they were comfortable losing 10% at maximum. We run this analysis and it shows that they could lose 42%. I mean, that's what I met with two weeks ago, 42%, and they had a tolerance for risk of 10%, and they didn't have a clue about it. And that's not a reflection of them. It's a reflection that you know, they're not having the right conversations with their advisor and maybe that their plan isn't quite yet as well-rounded as it needs to be. I'm sure you're probably listening to this program here saying, I've never had that conversation with my advisor. We've only talked about whether we're conservative, moderate, or aggressive, but we haven't taken that deeper dive to actually figure out what that actually means. And more importantly, how that risk profile actually manifests itself within the context of your overall retirement plan. Remember, your investment portfolio is only one part of your retirement plan. We need to coordinate that plan to include things like social security benefits, healthcare benefits like Medicare, the threat of rising taxes and inflation in retirement, and yes, the risk in your portfolio. So if you're worried about any of those things, or if you're concerned that you have not yet had a conversation with your existing professional, this is a great opportunity for you to pick up the phone. Like Morgan said in the beginning, we make exclusive radio spots available to our audience for the show, but they are limited and they are exclusive. It starts with you dialing the phone number. It is 800-653-8404. When you dial that number, 800 800- 653-8404, you will be able to schedule a 100% complimentary, no obligation visit with our team at Elite Income Advisors. When you come in to visit with us, we're going to take you through a comprehensive planning process. It's going to help you understand the true risk that is in your portfolio in a very easy to understand way. And then more importantly, we will coordinate that portfolio's risk in return to the rest of your financial plan. It'll include things like a social security analysis to help untangle when you should uh, take your social security benefits to optimize your plan. It'll also include an income for life report. The income for life report will help you project where your income will come from every year for the rest of your life. It all starts with that phone call. It's complimentary. There's no obligation, but it is limited and exclusive to our radio audience. That phone number again is 800 800- 
653-8404, but you have to call now. It's important to have a plan, folks. It's important to know what's going on inside that portfolio. Call now, grab an appointment, 800-653-8404. That's 800-653-8404. When we come back, retirement planning comes in all shapes and sizes. So we're going to talk about why a custom approach is so critical. That's coming up next. Retire Smart Maryland Radio. Your host is Prashant Samapathy with Elite Income Advisors, independent fiduciary, helping hundreds of his clients get ready for retirement. That's what he does on a daily basis, folks. He is an independent fiduciary plus author. Two books to his credit, fiscal health, retirement wealth, and retire abundantly. Check out retiremaryland.com. It is a great resource. Website again, retiremaryland.com. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. So the process of saving for retirement, it varies from person to person and different factors like risk tolerance, what's your time horizon, investment styles. Well, it all needs to be carefully considered by a professional to build that customized, comprehensive plan for retirement. Now, to bring that picture into focus, Focus, we're going to dive back into the different topics that advisors consider, okay, when building a unique plan. So, Prashant, shall we dive back in? Let's let's do it. Uh, and where I would love to start with this is when we're talking about customizing that plan and creating something that is truly comprehensive, let's get into our next question here, okay? When you do get invested, how long do you actually plan to keep your funds invested? A, one to three years, B, three to five years, or C, more than six years. Love to hear your opinion. Okay. So again, mid fifties, I'm going to fall into that three to five range. I'm going to be, I'm going to be answer B three to five years. I feel like uh, I can have my funds invested for that period of time. Okay. So let's just put that to the side for a second. I'm going to ask the next question, then we're going to come back to it. So you said three to five years. Very yep. good. Let's go to the next question here, which is how do you anticipate your expenses and your spending actually changing when you retire? Number one, are you going to spend more? Number two, are you going to spend about the same amount as you do now? Or number three, do you believe you're going to spend less in retirement? Okay, now I've, I've put some thought into this. I, I have a hybrid answer for you. Okay. Okay. So my hybrid answer is this. I mean, we are so excited as we move towards retirement. We've planned, uh, we've saved, right? We've accumulated, and and when I get into retirement, I want to I want to go. You know, they they say the go go. Uh, the slow go and the no go years, that's how it all <laughs> yep. breaks down. So yep. early on in retirement, I'm go go. So I feel like early on, I'm going to spend more. And then as I move further into retirement, I'm going to spend about the same as I do now. So I'm going to throttle up. And then I'm going to throttle back a little bit. That's that's just my hybrid answer. Okay. And look, I think that makes sense. I think a lot of people out there probably listening to the show can relate to that answer specifically. Here's why I think it's so important to map this stuff out, okay? When we talk about investments, without question, I think the number one driver of success with regards to investing your money in the market specifically 
is simply time, right? If we look at any chart of the S&P 500 or stock market charts over time, what we will find is that the longer you stay invested without touching your money, the higher degree of probability there is that you will actually make money on that investment, right? The challenge is when you get to retirement, what's the one thing that you don't have quite as much of? It's time, right? Time is the most important thing to be successful investing in the market. But when we get to retirement, we just don't have quite as much time. So I think when we start to understand how expenses may change in retirement, we have to look at where that expense is ultimately going to be funded from, right? So I go back to the example, if you saved a million dollars for retirement, Mm -hmm. in the early part of your retirement, when you are traveling and you're doing the things that you want to do because you have purpose and understanding in your life and you, you know, kids are all out of the house, you have some money, you still have good health. That's absolutely, to your point, the time when you're going to spend the most money. The question is, where's that income actually going to come from? Because we know one thing we know for certain is social security on its own is not going to be enough to cover it, right? So presumably, you're going to have to be taking money out of this portfolio that you have to fund that lifestyle. But remember the old saying on Wall Street, it was what we wanted to buy low and do what? sell high, right? Yeah. But the challenge is when the market goes down, and now you want to enjoy your lifestyle, you need to pull money out of that retirement portfolio. Well, if the market is down, when you pull that money out, are you buying low and selling high? Mm -mm. No, you're doing the exact opposite. You're selling at a low point. And so it's so important to understand time horizon when you will actually need your money. And then from there, we need to reconcile that against the expenses to figure out how much risk we could actually end up taking. And I think some of the other factors that people should consider when they're evaluating expenses in retirement would be things like your mortgage, right? So Morgan, you still have a mortgage, right? Yes, absolutely. And so you got to kind of figure out, is that mortgage going to be paid off by the time you retire? Like when you retire, will you actually save money on things like your daily commute and the expense associated with working? Will you spend more money on things like travel and entertainment, right? And then what is your retirement budget lacking? And have you given your retirement budget a test run? I think we all need to be, you know, really hyper aware of all these different things. And what I fear for a lot of uh, the folks that come in to see us is that they've been working with these big box retailers of Mm -hmm. investment advisory firms, and they never get asked any of these super important questions. You know, Prashant, I was going to ask you, so if I was going to take it for a test run, kind of break that down for me. What what do I need to do if if, if I've got, uh, you know, let's say 10 years out, maybe five years out from retirement, Uh, do I just start journaling things that I do on a daily, weekly, monthly basis and kind of factor that in as far as my spending plan? Yeah, I think that's one great place to start. But I think let's let's dream a little, right? The whole point of retirement is so that you can do all the things that you couldn't do while you were working. So to your point, I would start to create a list, like create a bucket list of all the different things that you now can do because you're retired. And you might not be at retirement yet, but you got to have an idea of what that looks like. And let's start to assign different values to that. How much is it going to cost to take that 
uh, Euro trip that you've been wanting to take, right? How much is it going to cost to take that river cruise? My father just went on a Scandinavian river cruise for two weeks. Nice. Uh, it cost him like 6,000 bucks to do it, but he had the time of his life, right? And so I think those types of things are really important. And then when it comes to really doing that test run, when you get to that three years, two years, even a year away from whatever your perceived retirement date is, maybe you don't transition into retirement by just stopping working. Maybe you scale it back, go part-time, maybe if that's an option for you. Don't fully retire so that you still have some income coming in, yet you still have time on your side to be able to experiment and do some of those things that are a little bit more important for you when you get to retirement. That's a great way to test run your spending plan in retirement. Just dream about it now, write it down, and then as you get closer, maybe start to scale back to more of a partial work life instead of just diving uh, head first into retirement. Going to be an opportunity to get on the calendar with Prashant Sabapathy and Elite Income Advisors and see where you are in your process. Again, you know, having an independent fiduciary go over what's going on with your portfolio. If you have not started planning, uh, it's a great opportunity to kick the tires, get to know Prashant and his team. Uh, if you're in the middle of something and you feel like you're married to an advisor that is just not communicating with you, it is okay to get a second opinion. You can use one of the spots on the calendar for that. So again, let's kind of get back to this and you can kind of sum it up for us. What are some proactive steps that people can take just to maintain that upward path along that retirement planning journey? Because you're you're headed there. Maybe some proactive steps and positives. Absolutely. I got five things for you on this. Okay, five proactive steps that we can all do right now to go uh, and put together the start of that plan. Number one is paying down debt. Okay, without question, debt is an anchor that will drag you down in retirement. Okay, there's good debts and there's bad debts, but in a perfect world, we want to have no debt when we head to retirement. So we want to focus on paying down debt. And that's number one. Number two, you want to live within your means, right? It doesn't necessarily mean creating a budget and sticking to that on a hard and fast type of basis every single month, but at least have a, an understanding of what your spending is going to look like every single month and do the work to project that spending out into retirement. So number one, pay down debt. Number two, live within your means. Number three, build up an emergency fund and or a slush fund to just start saving for unexpected situations and expenses. Look, we all know life is going to come at you. It's going to happen. You will have an emergency at some point in time. I call it the four new tires fund. I just had to uh, you know, put four new tires on the car. And so when that happens, you oh, want to make big, sure man. that you don't have it's to big. charge yeah. It's big. I mean, people don't get it until they get in there and they're like, what? It costs what? Absolutely. Right. And so that's number three, build the emergency fund. Number four is create a plan for your taxes. Okay. I think we cannot uh, discount the threat of rising taxes in retirement. Higher taxes means less income in your pocket. If you have less income in your pocket, that is going to have an effect on your retirement lifestyle. And then number five is creating a lifetime income plan so that you know exactly where your income is going to come from in retirement. So number one, paying down debt. Number two, live within your means. Number three, build up that emergency fund. Number four, create the plan for taxes. Number five, commit 
to creating a lifetime income plan. This is going to be your opportunity to get started on all of those and more with your retirement planning process. It's so easy to do. All you have to do is dial the phone number 800-653-8404. When you dial that number, you'll be able to visit our offices in person. It is totally 100% free to meet with us. And when you meet with us, we're going to help uh, untangle the financial planning process for you. And what it will do is start on creating that income plan. We'll have that conversation about taxes. We'll let you know where your dollars should be allocated to optimize your retirement situation. It's 100% complimentary. You're not agreeing to become a client, but what you are doing is getting started in exactly what you need, which is a comprehensive and coordinated plan for retirement. Dial that phone number now. It is limited and exclusive to our radio audience. Again, that is 800-653-8404, 800-653-8404. When it comes to retirement planning, it is essential that you understand the investments, your plan encompasses, and how it all is going to work together to build lifetime income in retirement. We are going to dive into that when we return on Retire Smart, Maryland Radio. We are back on Retire Smart Maryland Radio. Your host is Prashant Sabapathy, independent fiduciary. You can find him at Elite Income Advisors, published author. You bet he is. A couple of books already to his credit, Fiscal Health, Retirement Wealth, and Retire Abundantly. Great resource website. You can check it out, retiremaryland.com. That's retiremaryland.com. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. We hit these retirement topics. You're going to have questions about your own situation. We give you an opportunity. We give you an outlet. Uh, you can get questions answered. We have 10 appointments for next week, the next couple of weeks, depending on your schedule, and you can get booked with Prashant Sabapathy, sit down and talk about your retirement situation. These appointments are no cost, no obligation, no pressure. Stay tuned. Listen up for that. We'll open them up here in just a little bit. So when you begin to withdraw and spend your funds from your retirement accounts, you want to be certain that the money's going to last as long as you need it to, because the number one fear, remember, we know it, is running out of money in retirement. So this could be, again, think about this, this retirement. It could be a short term. It could be a long term. Uh, the most important thing to consider is what type of investor that you are and the intention behind your investment. So there's this little known guy out in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, he's a Berkshire Hathaway CEO, Warren Buffett. I kid, of course. He's a legendary investor. <laughs> He's all over your television set. When he talks, people listen. He joined CNBC to explore and basically talking about the key to investing for the short term, but also the long term. I think it's the same thing that makes most sense practically all of the time. And, and that is to consistently buy, keep buying it through thick and thin, and especially through thin, because uh, the temptation when you see bad headlines in newspapers, maybe to say, well, maybe I should skip a year or something. Just keep buying. The trick is not to pick the right company. It's to be, because most people aren't equipped to do that. And plenty of times I make mistakes on that. The trick is to, to do it consistently and to do it in a very, very low cost way, because costs really matter in investments. Uh, that makes an enormous difference in how much money you have on retirement. Berkshire Hathaway CEO and, again, legendary investor Warren Buffett on CNBC recently. Uh, buy through thick, but also buy during the thin periods. Just your thoughts, Prashant, on Mr. Buffett's investment insight. 
I love it. Uh, I love it because what he effectively said right there is that time is the most important thing, right? You just keep buying through the thick and the thin. And over time, that's going to work out. Like historically, that has always been the case. Now, of course, past history is never, you know, a guarantee of future results. But with that being said, it's being it's been an incredible way to accumulate money. Now, where I think that we have to take extra care is he's talking to the accumulators in the audience, right? He's talking to the people that are growing their nest egg. I think what happens is when you get to retirement, you're no longer in a position to just keep buying through the thick and thin. What you're now having to worry about is withdrawing through the thick and the thin, right? And that becomes really scary when we get to the thin, right? Through through the, through the challenging times in the market like we saw in 2022. So, you know, I think there's a lot going on there, but when folks uh, get worried about their investments, it's important to take a logical approach to how we deal with that. Okay. What I mean by that is we got to look at the numbers. We got to look at the plan. I always talk about having different buckets of money. We got to look at the buckets to figure out that uh, where your income is going to actually come from. But with that being said, we want to take a logical approach, not an emotional approach when it comes to retirement investing and really withdrawing from those investments as you get to that retirement phase. We've been having some fun in this version of Retire Smart Maryland Radio, and we've kind of flipped the script, so to speak. And Prashant is asking me questions, and then he's analyzing my answers. Uh, I feel like I'm uh, on a couch, and he's uh, he's, <laughs> he's picking me apart here. But these, this is very interesting because you get an insight into what's going on with me, but also you can think about what's going on with you. And I'm talking directly to our radio listeners. And the best part about it is you have an option uh, during the course of this show to book an appointment with Prashant and his team at Elite Income Advisors, and you can get real answers to your real questions when it comes to retirement planning. So uh, let's continue with the questions, Prashant. Uh, This is, again, for myself and the listeners just to help determine that unique financial composition that I'm going to need. So uh, ask away. I'm ready. Okay. So this one's an interesting one. From September of 2008, Through October of 2008, bonds lost 4%, okay? And that's really important because bonds are technically considered by most people to be a conservative investment. So from September 08 to October of 08, bonds lost 4%. If you had been invested in bonds during that time and had a bond that lost 4% in just two months, would you A, sell it all, B, sell some of it, C, hold off, or D, invest more. All right. So I'm going to go back in time, get back in my time machine and go back to 2008. So, you know, obviously, if you do the math, uh, I'm a little bit younger. So I think I'm going to hold off. I, I'm I'm not going to panic. Okay. However, a lot of people did panic. Yes, they uh, did. But I guess hindsight being 2020, if I if I went back to 2008 and I had blinders on and I had no idea what was going on, uh, maybe I do something different. But I I think if I'm if I'm in that late 30s, early 40s, I'm thinking I'm going to hold off. Okay, and I think that's a totally reasonable answer. But let's go back to what Warren Buffett just said, right? When you're in the accumulation phase of the of your lifetime, what should you be doing? You yeah. should be consistently putting more money 
into the market where you feel like you can. And that applies to the stock market. It could also apply to the bond market as well, because bonds uh, do have their role in, in portfolio construction. So while I can appreciate your answer of, of not selling it, just holding off, I would also argue that maybe the right answer is if you had the money to do so, maybe you should be investing more at that point in time, because again, it's all about investing through the thick and the thin. So I got a partial correct answer on that. Yeah, I'm going to give you a partial credit on that one. (laughs) (laughs) I love this. This is interesting. All right. So so what do you think about investing in bonds currently? Okay. So this is a great question. Actually, I get this question all the time from folks that watch the TV show, listen to the radio show. Uh, Everyone's asking me about bonds right now because interest rates are high, right? And so uh, let me flip that real quick before I even get into what I think about bonds. Let me ask a, a, a question that I think is very important. Okay. What do you actually want out of your investment? So is it Closer to these options, A, I don't want to lose a dime regardless of the circumstances. B, I want to earn income as soon as possible. A little bit of volatility is okay. If there's growth potential, that's fine too, but I don't want to rock the boat too much. That's B. C, I don't plan to use the funds for a while. In the meantime, I want growth and I expect to encounter some volatility along the way. Or D, I want maximum growth and I'm comfortable and expecting market volatility. All right. So I'm giving you a hybrid again. Okay. My answer is going to be between B and C. I mean, I want want to have some income ASAP. A little volatility is okay. If there's growth potential, I really don't want to rock my boat, but I do have time. So that brings C into play. You know, I, you know, again, I'm not going to use the funds right away. I've got a little bit of time. If I do hit a, you know, get a loss, I can maybe build it back up. So I'm kind of between B and C. Okay, perfect. So when we look at someone who's in your type of situation, who feels probably very similarly to where you feel, I think what's important is managing risk. So when what when people ask me, what do I think about investing in stocks? Or what do I think about investing in bonds? It's totally a function of income and time. When are you actually going to need the money? In your case, because you're probably not going to touch this money for maybe another seven or 10 years, to your point, you have time on your side. And that could absolutely make investing in things like bonds and even stocks a heck of a lot more attractive. Now, if you're listening to this show and you're maybe 65 years old and you're a year or two years away from retirement, we have to maybe take a different approach, right? We have to take a different approach because you don't have as much time on your side to make that recovery. I think what what I'm getting at here is that every single individual's plan needs to be 100% customized. It needs to be custom tailored for your specific situation. What's good for your coworker, what's good for your brother-in-law, what's good for your golf buddy, buddy is not always the best thing for you because everybody has different circumstances. This is a great time for folks to actually come in and get their own personal customized assessment of their situation. That will involve assessing your time horizon. How much time do you have to accept market volatility? It'll also include a risk analysis and a portfolio stress test. That stress test is going to show you how your investments are going to perform projected in both good markets 
and bad markets. And when you understand how your portfolio is going to react in bad markets, it'll give you an idea of how much time you need on your side to recover. The third thing we'll do is we'll put together that income for life report. Income for life report will help you understand all of your sources of income, when you should be collecting them, how much those incomes are going to be, and most importantly, how they are going to be taxed when you receive them. And then the last thing, we'll talk about a tax and legacy analysis to show you how minimize, uh, how important it is to minimize your tax liability in retirement. Folks, it all starts with that phone call. If you want your own personal assessment, it starts with that phone call. Dial the number 800 800- 653 It's 800-653-8404. We also set up an easy-to-use landing page, retiremaryland.com. You can visit retiremaryland.com, view our team's calendar, and book an appointment right there on the website. So give us a call, 800-653-8404, complimentary no-obligation visit or visit retiremaryland.com. Retire Smart Maryland Radio will continue on the other side of the break. We have question and answer, and I am taking back control of the show. I will ask questions of Prashant, and he will give us answers on different types of retirement scenarios. That's all coming up next on Retire Smart Maryland Radio. Retire Smart Maryland Radio. Welcome back in. Prashant Sambapathy is your host. You can find him at Elite Income Advisors, independent fiduciary, helping hundreds of his clients get ready for retirement. And again, published author, a couple of books, Fiscal Health, Retirement Wealth, and Retire Abundantly. We have a wonderful landing page for you. Check out retiremaryland.com. Great information there for you, retiremaryland.com. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. We go over the topics, and we're about to get into question and answer when it comes to different types of retirement scenarios. But we also give you an opportunity to take action for yourself. If you've got questions about where you are in your planning process, maybe you haven't started planning or maybe you're in the middle of something and you just you need a second opinion. We have spots on the calendar, appointments, no cost, no obligation, no pressure. We have a limited number for our radio listeners. We'll open those up here in just a little bit. Take advantage. Uh, and, and again, work with an independent fiduciary. See where you are in your retirement process. And if you need to pivot, you're going to be told that. If you're okay, you're also going to be told, say, hey, you're fine. You're fine. You're absolutely fine. So listen up. Grab one of those appointments. Scenarios, Prashant. Here we go. First one, given the volatile market that we have been facing, would that make bonds a reasonable and relatively safe alternative? And we've been talking about bonds today. So when it comes to bonds, you got to be very careful, right? And the reason I say that is because there's so many different types of bonds out there, right? So I think a lot of times people are conditioned to think stocks aggressive, bonds conservative. But one thing we saw in 2022 with the rise of interest rates is we saw some bond funds go down by 15, 20, 25%. I mean, if you look at the 20-year Treasury note ETF, that had double-digit uh, losses in terms of percentage losses for 2022 as well. And that is kind of like a Treasury fund or a bond fund, right? And so there's a lot of things to consider there. I think that anytime you're considering any investment, whether it 
it's a stock or a bond or a mutual fund or, or, or anything like that, you need to understand how that is actually going to fit into the overall plan. What is it going to accomplish for you? How much maximum drawdown risk does it actually contain? And is that ultimately consistent with both your risk tolerance as well as your retirement objectives? I think if you can't answer those three questions, you shouldn't be investing in anything new without having that understanding, especially if you are close to retirement. And close to retirement means within 10 years to me. If you're within 10 years of retirement, every decision that you make financially when it comes to investments should have a clear-cut purpose behind what that decision is going to help you accomplish. It's all about having a plan, uh, being on the same page, working with you know, a fiduciary and mapping it out. I mean, again, you're going to have a lot of questions. Uh, how about an advisor that can help you with those questions? Get the answers. Move forward with your planning process. All right. Opportunity is about to present itself, but let's get to a couple more scenarios. Here's one. I'm 53, concerned I'm not diversified enough. I've got international and domestic stocks, but at the moment, that's about it. Should I look into maybe real estate, maybe gold and silver, really kind of lost here, would appreciate any tips. Great question. Great scenario to go through because we see so many people that do not have enough diversification and they're all uh, in stocks or all in internationals or, you know, I saw a person last week who was pretty much had 90% of their portfolio in cryptocurrency. So that's wow. a whole other thing to, to get into. But with that being said, I think diversification is so very important, but how we look at it is a little bit different, right? I think when a lot of times people think of diversification, it's natural to just think of mixing stocks, bonds, and some gold and, and cash maybe in real estate. But one of the things that we do is we actually create something called a bucketing plan, okay? And I've referred to this in previous shows. I've even talked about it a little bit here today. But a bucketing plan shows you multiple buckets of money and what those monies are supposed to be used for through your retirement planning process. So we talk about having like a yellow bucket. A yellow bucket is low to moderate risk investments. We have a red bucket. A red bucket is your moderate to even high risk investments. And then we have a green bucket. A green bucket is your safe and secure account where you can't lose any money, yet you can still generate income and create a modest rate of return. So when I think about diversification, it's not just adding real estate or adding precious metals or adding bonds to your portfolio. It really comes down to how many different buckets of money do you have to accomplish your retirement goals? Now, if you've never had a bucketing plan done, it is an eye-opening experience. That's the feedback that I've gotten from all of our radio listeners when they come in and we put together this customized bucketing plan for them. It's presented in a way that they've just never thought about it before. And that's the honest feedback that I've been getting is I have an advisor, but we've never talked about uh, how many buckets of money we should have. And so I think it's a great strategy to use into planning retirement uh, and, you know, as we always say, you can get your own bucketing plan. It's totally complimentary to come in and visit with us. That phone number again, 800-653-8404. Always important to just consider, you know, all the different what if scenarios. And as you are moving through life, I mean, it gets busy. 
a lot going on. Uh, you've got retirement. It's way off on the horizon, but man, it's getting a little bit closer. It's getting a little bit closer. So what do you need to do? <laughs> you need to have a plan. Uh, and just showing up at retirement's door with a portfolio that's not a plan, folks. Uh, yes, you should be congratulated. You've accumulated well, but how is it all going to be when you start drawing down? What about taxes? When are you going to take Social Security? Have you considered long-term care, health care? All of these things are going to be coming your way in retirement. Your plan needs to include all of that. So don't just show up at retirement's door with a portfolio. You need to have a plan, and there's going to be an opportunity uh, to get started with Prashant Sabapathy and Elite Income Advisors. No cost, no obligation, no pressure. That is coming up. All right, next scenario for you, Prashant. Sorry if I'm a little late to the game, but I assumed the 4% rule and age 65 being that magic number for retirement were kind of timeless and rules of thumb that we all follow. Now I'm hearing I got to save a million for retirement. What is the best way to go about uh, doing all of this before it changes again? I'm trying to, you know, teach an old dog, maybe some new tricks. <laughs> so I hear this about the 4% rule quite a bit. And let's go back to what that 4% rule is supposed to actually accomplish for you, right? So the 4% rule just said that whatever your retirement balance was, let's say it's a million dollars, you wanted to take 4% of that balance to create income in retirement. And by just withdrawing 4% and maintaining a balanced portfolio, you should have a high degree of probability that you wouldn't run out of money within 30 years. That was where the 4% rule was kind of intended to, uh, what it was intended to accomplish. But I think the interesting thing is, let's say you have 30,000 of social security income coming in. That's about $2,500 a month. And now you wanted to take out 40,000 against that million. That gets you to a $70,000 income in retirement. Right. And so if we were used to earning 90,000, 100,000, $150,000 of income, and you had a million dollars saved and you just followed the 4% rule, your income in retirement wouldn't be anywhere near the type of income that you were used to while you were working. Right. And so I don't think the goal is to save 1 million for retirement. I would actually shift the focus. What I would do is I would focus on how much income you actually need and then figure out how much you need to save based on that need for income. I'll give you an example. If we needed $8,000 per month, and let's say Social Security was 2000 of that, and let's say a pension was another 2000 of that, that still leaves a $4,000 a month income gap. The million-dollar question is how much money do I have to save to reliably withdraw $4,000 per month after tax every month, every year for the rest of my life without running out, right? And I think that is how we have to look at the planning process. Morgan, do we have time for one more here? We do have time for one more scenario. Here it is. We'll hit it real quick. 55, 600,000 save for retirement. Is it possible to retire at 62, claim social security, live off six grand a month for the rest of my life? Yeah, great question here. Great scenario to go through. Depends on two things. Number one, it depends on how much is your Social Security benefit actually going to pay you at age 62. Number two, it depends on what that $600,000 actually grows to in order to be able to support that $6,000 a month income need. That $600,000 that you have saved is 
going to need to grow, right? You need to grow it. And so it's important to understand the risk and the return metrics of that account. What we don't want to see is we don't want to see 600,000 go down in the market and go down to 300,000 when you get to retirement. Now, when you need it the most, it's now depreciated in value. So it's a great scenario. It depends on where your income is going to come from, how much it's going to be, and how much risk you're taking with your existing retirement savings. Great scenarios on today's show. As always, this will be our last opportunity to open up the phone lines. And uh, we have operators standing by with our calendars ready to schedule that complimentary no obligation visit with my team here at Elite Income Advisors. All you have to do is dial that phone number. It's 800 800- 653-8404. When you dial that number, you'll be able to schedule that no obligation visit where we're going to review with you things like an income for life plan, a portfolio stress test, a conversation about tax reduction strategies. And yes, we'll even talk about things like long-term care, Medicare planning when you get to 65. It is all about where your income is going to come from. And it's all about understanding whether or not that income will be reliable for you for the rest of your life. If you've never been through that process, come on in and visit with us. It is totally free to schedule that visit with us. When you come in, we'll put that plan to get together for you and it'll give you exactly what you need. That phone number again, folks, 800-653-8404, exclusive for our radio audience, 800-653-8404, or visit retiremaryland.com. Another edition of Retire Smart Maryland Radio is in the books for Prashant Sabapathy. I'm Morgan Patrick. We'll see you on the radio next week. Guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. If you withdraw money from or surrender your contract within a certain period of time after investing, the insurance company may assess a surrender charge. Withdrawals may be subject to tax penalties and income taxes. Persons selling annuities and other insurance products receive compensation for these transactions. Products are subject to fees and additional expenses. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Information presented on this program is believed to be factual and up to date, but we do not guarantee its accuracy and it should not be regarded as complete analysis of the subjects discussed. Discussion should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy or sell the investments mentioned. A professional advisor should be consulted before implementing any of the strategies discussed. Investments involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment or strategy will be suitable or profitable for a client's portfolio. Elite Income Advisors Incorporated is registered as an investment advisor with the state of Maryland and only transacts business in states where the firm is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration as an investment advisor is not an endorsement of the firm by security regulators and does not mean that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. You should always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. 